Well, hi everyone. We finally have a sunny day. Here in northwestern Illinois, it has been raining for days and days and days. Everything is muddy. Every time the dogs go out, they get muddy. Um, it's, it's been really yucky. But the sun is out, and that makes me happy. I hope all of you are doing well. I hope your puppers are doing well. Uh, today we're going to talk about allergies, dog allergies. Does your dog have allergies? Um, most dogs, like people, do. Uh, are they seasonal allergies? Do they have food allergies? Uh, it's actually very common for dogs to have allergies just like us people. Dogs, just like people, can be allergic to any number of things. Anything that may require varying levels of treatment from over-the-counter remedies to medications prescribed by a licensed veterinarian. It is important to identify the causes and find ways to relieve your dog's symptoms. So how do you identify allergies in your dog? Learning how allergies show themselves in dogs is a critical first step towards effectively treating them. So there are three main causes for allergies in dogs and sometimes the allergy symptoms can overlap one another. Consider each of the symptoms very carefully when trying to identify which allergy your dog is suffering from. So, cute little story. We go out and we buy a hunting dog. And we bring him home, his name is Kane. Kane is a German short hair pointer. And after a couple of years and lots of hunting training, we start bringing Kane out to the field, and sometimes when Kane comes back, he gets a terrible red rash on the on his underbelly and on the inside of his thighs. And you know, we take him to the vet, and the vet says, "Yep, he's got allergies." Well, come to find out, our hunting dog is allergic to grass. So how can that be? He's a hunting dog. Hunting dogs go outside, they play, they run, they run through grass, they run through fields, they find pheasants and high grass and all these other fun things that you can do with your hunting dog. Well, yeah, Kane was allergic to grass. Um, so what do you do about that? You know, you just spent this all this time and energy and, you know, nights and after work, working and training with him every day. And, you know, you find out soon after you actually start using him as a hunting dog that he has allergies to grass, of all things. So instead of taking cane in the fall, pheasant hunting or dove hunting um, or duck hunting for that matter, uh, we had to start changing things up and accommodating him. So there's really only two answers. You either change things up to accommodate what your dog can handle. Um, and what I mean by that is, instead of hunting in the fall, we waited till maybe there was a layer of snow on the ground so that the high grass was dead, there was no pollen floating around, and things were pretty much frozen. Uh, and yeah, it was a little bit chillier for us to be out there in the field, but it was just, just as much fun. And Cain enjoyed himself, and we didn't have to uh, come home and treat him for two weeks 
with various lotions and potions uh, to make him feel better. Um, so it was a win-win for everyone. Uh, so, like I said, there's two two things you can do. You can either change up the way that you hunt or the way that you deal and interact with your dog when they have allergies like that. Um, or you just don't do the activity. Um, and if you decide to do the activity, then just know that you're in for a week or two of babying them and putting ointments on and sprays or whatever the case might be. So I just thought I would share that with you that, you know, just about every dog has allergies. And even those that you think would not be allergic to something like a hunting dog allergic to grass, uh, it happens. And uh, dogs are like people. Sometimes it just happens. So they're born with these things. So before you try to determine what type of allergy your dog has, you have to take note to the signs. Some common allergy signs are sneezing, itchiness and scratching, itching at the ears, skin rashes and redness, vomiting, diarrhea, runny or gooey or watery eyes, continuously licking an area which then causes the redness, um, hives, and then hair loss. All of these symptoms point to different forms of skin allergies. Skin allergies is the most common allergy that your dog can experience. So I said before that there's typically three kinds of allergies in dogs. The first one is a flea or dermatitis allergy, which dermatitis is skin. So a flea or skin allergy. The second is a food allergy. And the third are environmental allergies. So we're gonna take a look at each one of those separately. So the first one is the flea or dermatitis allergy. A flea allergy is the most common form of dog allergy. Dogs can not only be allergic to a flea bite, like we are to mosquito bites where we get a, a lump that itches for a while, but they can also be allergic to the flea's saliva. So what does that mean? Well, generally the skin will get red. They will get little bumps and a rash of some sort where the flea has been biting. Um, those little bumps will turn into, once they're scratched, which they most certainly will be, uh, will turn into little scabby sores. Um, but the most important thing is how we control them. Flea saliva causes irritation on dog's skin and coat and is harmful to dog's overall health if it's not controlled. I have seen firsthand uh, what a dog that has a flea infestation has, what has, what goes on. Um, the skin gets so irritated and has bumps and scabs, open wounds, um, which then causes the hair loss. It's extremely uncomfortable for them. Um, they wind up itching their ears, scratching their skin. Um, it's, it's really very sad. And then because of the scratching and the licking to try to alleviate um, the pain 
and the itchiness, um, the hair loss comes. It's it's only it's like a cycle. Um, flea allergies are likely developed when the puppy is a puppy, uh, but it can happen at really any age. So, just like people, um, dogs develop different allergies to different things. Like I said before, um, think of it as you know when we get bit by fleas. Uh, generally, it's on our feet or ankles, um, or in the hairier spots of our body, um, and uh, it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it only lasts a day or two, uh, but if they were on our body constantly, they would be biting us constantly. Instead, uh, fleas generally will just bite once or twice here or there on our ankles or our feet or our legs, um, depending on where we are. and um, and then it's an irritant, we scratch it for a day or two and it goes away. Dogs don't have that luxury because the fleas are actually living in their, in their coats and are constantly um, looking for their next feeding session, really, um, which then causes the flea bites all over. Um, so what are symptoms of the flea allergies? Well, obviously the flea bites, um, the severe itching, which is then uh, followed up by the extreme licking, which is then followed up by the hair loss. Um, scabs and opens, open sores or open wounds uh, will start to form. Uh, and as those start to heal, once it gets under control, once you have the situation under, under control, you know, just like sometimes scabs on us start to heal, they get a little itchy. So it is a process. Be sure to treat your dog with a flea prevention year round. So a lot of people I hear, um, I hear just do the flea prevention during the spring and summer months. Sometimes they go into the fall, uh, but fleas can live for a very long time in, in different situations. So, um, and if they have the fleas and they bring them into your house, now, now they're in a controlled environment. Um, so you really need to be treating your dog year-round, um, more so if you're in places like dog parks where you're interacting with other dogs, or you kennel your dog regularly. Um, if you're in class or obedience, you know, kind of class situations where you're, again, with other animals um, and other dogs. Remember, not everyone is as diligent and careful about contracting fleas or their dog having fleas as you might be. Prevention is key. If you suspect that you your dog has a flea allergy and has an infestation of fleas, um, seek the advice of your vet. Wash your bedding. Vacuum and shampoo your carpets more regularly. If you're one of those that might vacuum your carpets every couple days, you need to do it more often. You need to be doing it every day, maybe even a couple times a day, um, just to be pulling those uh, fleas out of your carpet, washing their bedding, washing their fabric toys. Um, my dogs, there's no way a fabric toy would last very long in our household. It would just get torn up. Uh, but they do have bedding and they do have little blankets and things that they sleep with. Um, there are products available for home care, for shampooing your carpets, um, to spray your carpets down, to spray your bedding down if your dog sleeps in your bed, uh, washing your bedding regularly. Uh, it's, it's, 
I hate to see it, say it, but it's kind of like having a child with lice. You really have to be very diligent once the fleas come in order for them to uh, be eliminated from your house. So with that being said, um, if you have any questions, have any problems, or think that your dog may be infested with fleas, um, you really should contact your vet. They can do a dip, which is a chemical dip. Um, they dip literally will will shampoo or dip your your animal, your dog, your cat um, in a uh, a flea bath, which will kill the fleas. However, it doesn't always kill the eggs for the fleas that have laid eggs on your on your pet. So um, it is something that you're probably going to want to do once or twice, but you you really should consult your vet and see what they think and how to go about treating. And then once it's treated, you're going to want to start your prevention. And there are different um, chemicals and different products on, on the internet that you can um, get. There's really good flea collars out there. There's called, there's one called, Sur- I'm gonna, I know I'm going to say it wrong, Serona, I think it is. Um, there's Brevecto that you can get from your vet uh, that will help with fleas and ticks. There's, you know, the over-the-counter stuff, the front line, the advantics, um, things like that. So uh, really and truly, once, you should always be doing your preventatives year-round. However, if you're, do- if you're not and your dog gets fleas, um, once you get rid of the fleas, that's the perfect time to start with a, a year-round preventative. And I know sometimes it can get a little costly, but um, especially if you have multiple dogs, uh, but it really is necessary. It, the trouble that you'd have to go through to keep it um, out of your house is nothing compared to once it gets in your house and now you have so many different things you have to worry about and clean and the money that goes into that. So preventative is key. Prevention is key. So we're going to move on to food allergies. Yes, food allergies. It's a big topic these days. Listen, there are so many different types of dog food out there. It's kind of overwhelming at times. Oh, I have a puppy. What do I feed it? Oh, I have a senior. What do I feed it? Oh, I have an athletic dog. What do I feed it? Grain-free, non-grain-free, wet food, dry food, homemade cooked meals, meal plans that you can order for your dog. It's kind of overwhelming and a little ridiculous. Um... And it can be very expensive, let's be honest. Uh, I often joke that my dogs eat better than I do. Um, I'm not eating bison and venison and salmon every night. Uh, They are. Uh, My dog, my one dog, Yara, my Doberman Pinscher female, is allergic to chicken. So any product that has chicken in it, I will, I know is going to upset her stomach and probably give her diarrhea, even if it's just for the day. Uh, not something I want to deal with, especially if I have to be out of the house for quite some time. Um, I don't want to come home to a mess like that. So finding out what food allergies your dog has um, is key as well. Um, The most common reported food allergies are particular to the protein source of the food that you're feeding them. Like I said, Yara is allergic to chicken. How do I know that? Because we had a chicken-based dry kibble we were giving her, 
and um, she just always seemed to have really runny stool. And then she would have like a burst of diarrhea. Um, so, you know, of course you, you think, well, what did she get into? Or what did she eat outside? Or, well, probably nothing if you keep your yard clean. Um, so then you have to start looking at, well, did she get in the garbage? No. Um, did she get into the cat food? No. Not that I'm aware of. I didn't notice her in there. They're separated. So, um, all right, well, what's in her food? Um, so the most common uh, reported food allergies has to do with the protein source of the food that you might be feeding, such as chicken-based food um, ingredients, beef or turkey. Those are the most common, widely used protein sources in dog food, and a lot of dogs are allergic to them. Some dogs can be allergic to the grains, but that's a little less common. Um, so, you know, it is kind of an, again, trial and error. When food allergies occur, a dog will exhibit certain signs. Again, allergies always come with certain symptoms and signs that will tell you what, what's going on, that there's something not right. Again, the itchy skin, vomiting, diarrhea, overall lack of energy, and just not wanting to eat. And I get it, some of these were the same symptoms that came with the flea allergy and the dermatitis. Um, so as I said before, some of these will overlap, but you know, when you have a flea allergy, obviously you're looking for bites and things too. So there are pinpoints that will tell you where, where to look. Um, so overall lack of energy, yeah, if they're not eating their food, they're not gonna have the energy that they should have. Um, and I wouldn't want to eat the food either. If I was eating something that was upsetting my stomach every time I'd eat it, guess what? I would just stop eating it. Uh, even if it was something that I really, really liked. And, and that has happened. Um, food allergies occur from the immune system producing an antibody to a food that is usually tolerated. So what does that mean? Well, I often hear... Well, my dog never had a problem eating such and such before, fill in the blank. But now it, it's, uh, it upsets his stomach and he always has diarrhea after eating it. Well, again, just like people, as we age, our bodies become less and less tolerant of certain foods. I used to, I, I still love pasta. I love pasta and spaghetti sauce and tomato sauces and marinara sauces. I love it, but I, I can't eat it. Um, and when I do, then I, I can expect to get an upset stomach from it. Um, so as we get older and we become less tolerant to the foods that we're eating, the same thing happens with our dogs. Dogs are no different. Um, I used to be able to eat things before that now give me heartburn all the time. Um, and I can either pop a pill before I eat it and choose to eat it or choose not to eat it. The problem with a dog is that they eat what we give them to eat. And so they don't really have a voice. So you have to be really mindful of what is going on with their bodies. Um, and it might be time to change their food. Uh, if your dog has been eating the same food since they were, you know, obviously puppy food is puppy food. Generally you wanna stick with a puppy food for a year. 
um, and then you switch them over to an adult food. Unless they have issues, they're having some sort of issues and they have to be switched over to an adult food prior to that. Um, But as they get older, that food that you had started them on might not work for them anymore. So they don't have a voice. They don't have, they can't come to you and say, mom, that stuff really upsets my stomach now. Um, You have to just kind of watch the signs, start seeing if they have diarrhea. Um, If they do and they never had it before, yeah, I would take them to the vet first and rule out maybe some other things. Uh, but really and truly, it could be an allergy to the food that you're feeding them and have been feeding them that they've just now become allergic to or are starting to show signs that they're allergic to. If your dog is exhibiting signs of an allergy to his or her food, look closely at the ingredients. What is the protein? What grains are in it? Can you eliminate one, switch to fish-based maybe, or try a grain-free? And I know, I know, I've read all the articles too. Um, Everybody has an opinion. Grain-free, not grain-free. Does it have certain ingredients in it that you need? Does it not? And and I, I know it's so hard to find that one food that will give them what they need. Um, You can mix foods. You can say, okay, he has a chicken allergy, so I'm going to give him salmon, and I'm going to give him beef because, you know, of this brand and this brand, or the same brand, only different variations, Uh, because combining those two together will give him everything that he needs um, or she needs. And... You know, if you decide to switch their food, again, you're going to want to do that slowly and over time. Um, It takes probably a good two-week period of time. I mix my my new food very slowly into the old food if I'm going to change. And then I watch. And I watch. And then I add a little more. And then I watch. Um, It takes time. You can't just be buying one kind of food one week and decide, okay, I'm going to switch and start giving them something else. That will wreak havoc on their systems and will probably cause even more diarrhea and upset stomach. So you have to give it time. Uh, I generally will do it over a two-week period of time, if not longer. Um, But anyway, going back to the proteins and the grains, it's very difficult to figure out what works and what doesn't. But just because it was working doesn't necessarily mean that it will continue to work for their entire lifetime. Um, You need to give them and their bodies time to adjust if you are going to change their food. And if after a couple of weeks of being completely on the new food, they are still experiencing issues, then you, again, might want to try something else or take them back to the vet and have some more tests ran. Most importantly, We all have access to our vets. Yes, I know vets' offices are getting more and more busy, and sometimes there's a few days' wait, sometimes a week even, if it's not an emergency. But just go see one. If you have terrible diarrhea and upset stomach or skin rashes yourself, wouldn't you go and see a doctor? It's no different from them, for them, I should say. They they need care, and they can't tell you that they need care. They can't tell you some things but their bodies will. So it shouldn't be any different for our dogs. Watch the signs, watch what you're eating them, 
watch ingredients of foods. Um, I was feeding my dog uh, a very well-known dog food at one point in time, and um, he started to exhibit signs of upset stomach. He didn't want to eat his food. Um, and, you know, I was really big on reading the ingredients when we first started him on the food, but when I went back to the store to buy more food, I had seen, after he'd been on it for a long time, I had seen that the ingredients had changed. Instead of, um, he actually had a chicken-based food. Um, but it, it, it changed from actually chicken like parts to chicken byproducts. Well, what does that mean? Does that mean like beaks and feet? Is it actually like chicken? Um, and there was lots of grain in it, more grain than there had been before. So, you know, you have to kind of start with what's on your bag of food and what ingredients are in it, whether it's dry kibble or wet food, or if you're mixing the two, or uh, if you have some sort of homemade food, you know, things will need to change just like they need to change for us. The last type of allergy that I want to touch on are environmental allergies. Environmental allergies and allergens can form atopic reactions and atopic dermatitis. So what does that mean? The allergens I'm speaking of are things like dust, pollen, mold, plant and animal fibers. These are things that we don't see. These are things that are floating in the air. Um, and really and truly, we all actually have certain environmental allergies. I know in the springtime when ragweed is really high, I can't see the ragweed floating around in the air, but my body is telling me that, oh, ragweed is high this week. Um, it's the same with our dogs. Um, how, do you, how do you deal with that? Well, these allergies, um, just like people's allergies, can be inhaled or absorbed through their skin. Um, take note of your dog's coat. What time of year is it really shiny and, and pretty and clean and healthy versus what time of year does it look dull? Does it have dandruff? Does it just feel oily? Um, even with, you know, brushing or combing and um, baths, um, that's your dog's skin telling you that there's something going on and it's trying to protect itself by producing more oil and more uh, dander and getting, trying to get rid of that allergen. So signs of environmental allergies aside from the dander and, and whatnot I just noted or I just uh, mentioned is uh, like itchy skin, them scratching a lot, redness, um, biting at their paws or scratching or trying to bite through, bite at their ears. Um, so you have to ask yourself, what has my dog been exposed to? Um, in the springtime, a lot of people have companies come out to spray their lawns to get rid of dandelions. Um, so there's chemical treatments in the grass and in yards. Um, I don't do that for mine. I have way too many animals here on our farm to put anybody in any kind of danger of pesticides or herbicides or anything like that. So my, my yard is pretty natural, um, but a lot of yards aren't. And so you have to ask yourself, what have they been exposed to? 
chemically treated grass in yards, um, dog parks that could be sprayed with um, some sort of pesticide uh, for, for control of uh, mosquitoes by the township or the city. Um, a lot of public places now are being sprayed with uh, different things for West Nile virus to keep the mosquitoes away. Um, so you have to ask yourself what possibly was sprayed here. Or if you know something was sprayed there, then, you know, give it a few days. Give it a good downpour of rain or something before you actually take your dog out there. Um, how often are you vacuuming? I know in the summertime we're not in the house as much. We're outside a lot. So the vacuuming kind of falls to the wayside a little bit. When we are in the house, you know, we have flip-flops on or, or barefoot versus, you know, the colder weathers where I'm running through the house with my shoes on or my my barn boots that have poop on them and things like that. Um, so my point is, is the summertime, I'm not probably vacuuming nearly as much as I am in the winter and the, in the fall um, months. So how are, often are you vacuuming? Um, pet dander ramps up during different seasons and the, and the season changes. Um, how often are you changing your dog's pet, pet bedding? Again, pillows, bedding. How often are you washing them? Um, if they are starting to become allergic to something, their body is going to try to fight against it. And usually the dander will ramp up. They'll get a little more oily looking. Their coats won't be as um, bright and shiny and, and uh, look as nice. Uh, so take your cues off of them. Have you changed detergent? I know. Like, you wouldn't even think of it, right? Um, so, yeah, that happens too. So, you know, I am usually... I'm not going to say what detergents I use, but I usually have one in the house that I have used for many years. Um, it's an old name. And uh, recently I switched. I switched to a better smelling, uh, much nicer, makes my soft clothes, you know, feel softer. Um, love being able to cuddle up in bed and just smell my sheets and blankets. They smell so crisp and clean because of this other detergent. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, not so good for my for my Doberman Cyrus. He um, has his hair is very coarse, and I started to notice he was licking himself a lot. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really, I noticed it, but I didn't really do anything about it um, until after I realized that I had taken all of his bedding from his kennel and his crates and wash them all in this new detergent and uh, yeah I really think that that was something that irritated his skin uh, it had more perfumes in it probably more dyes of some sort and it just he started scratching his underbelly and licking uh, so I immediately realizing that that could be what it was took his bedding all of it again put it in the washing machine and I had a little bit of the old detergent that I had been using for years um, in a bottle left over on the counter so I, I used it and lo and behold he, he stopped scratching and he's back to his normal self no issues at all so there is something in the new detergent that upsets his his skin I'm not gonna stop using it at least not on my own stuff but at least I know when I have to wash his things 
uh, not to use that detergent and to use the old stuff that I that I had been using for years. Um, so my point is, is you know, they're the dogs. Dogs are exposed to so much. They're in our houses. Uh, we shampoo our carpets. There's detergents there. There's detergents on their bedding. Um, you know, if you have a fabric uh, furniture. They're just exposed to so much. Then you take them outside and there might be chemically treated grasses. Uh, dog parks and things might be treated with pesticides and, and just, you know, grass and, and bushes and things in townships might be treated for mosquitoes, for West Nile virus. And um, then, you know, there's just so much. There are so many things that they're exposed to that if you really stop and think, yeah, our bodies have have our own issues with things, but if you stop and think, their bodies aren't. We can take a shower every day, um, and and alleviate some you know discomfort or itching if we. And we might not even know that we're allergic to something because every day we take a shower and we wash it off. Uh, they're not that way. Uh, I will probably wash my dogs and give them a good bath every season, unless it's required for more. Um, unless I notice that there's a problem with something, a rash or bites or something. But really and truly, they're on their own and you have to watch the signs and watch what's going on with them so you will know how to accommodate them and how to fix it. The bottom line is, is that they're exposed to more than we are. If they are active dogs running and playing outdoors with other dogs, they're exposed to even more. We try to do our best for them and expose them so that they become good, well-adjusted canine citizens. I'm sure you've all heard that word, canine citizens. Good canine citizens, being exposed to different things, taking them to stores, taking them to, you know, dog parks and, 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 and what I call pack walks with other people, with other dogs of different sizes. And um, so they're exposed to a lot and we expose them to a lot um, and we should so that they do become well-adjusted canine citizens. But by doing that, we also expose them to things um, that sometimes we can't see that are harmful to them. So I hope all of this has been very helpful to you, and I hope it's given you a little bit of insight into the different allergies that a dog might have, whether they are um, a dermatitis allergy, a, a food allergy, or just an environmental allergy. Um, it's really important that we kind of watch what's going on with them, especially when the seasons are changing, especially when we are changing different things around our household. Um, this has been a, a fun episode. I, you think fun allergies, uh, but it, it has opened my eyes up because really and truly they, they can't tell us what is going on. So, it really has opened up. We're in the fall. Things are changing. Like I said, it was very muddy this week. Lots of rain. Um, and it it's something I'm aware of. It keeps me on my toes to be able to watch. And I have little dogs from Frenchies here to big dogs like my Dobermans. Um, and they're all different with all different kinds of um, allergies that they may have. So just be mindful. One little thing might not seem like such a terrible thing, but then, you know, if you see something else or they start getting some diarrhea or loose stool, okay, maybe that's something I should be a little more aware of and, and see what's going on. So 
just be mindful of them and their bodies and what's going on with them.